let's smash this episode and get an end of the year burrito. Oh, one of the many year. trends that I liked this year. A, uh, the, we're going on the the annual podcast Christmas party. The is, annual podcast Christmas party, which is your host Dan Crib and co-host Troy Navabarn getting burritos. Yeah, boy, we from have Christmas uh, party after every podcast. Every yep, 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 yep. Welcome to that sucks. That's the name of the show. A handshake media podcast. Um, you know what? The last episode uh, we did on Rick and Morty, I don't think we introduced ourselves. Oh. But we're kind of a big deal now, so you don't need to worry about that. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll just drop that in. <laughs> so the year's coming to an end. How, 20, the decade's coming to an end. 2019. Wow. Come and gone. Um, what, a, what a year. What a year it's been. What a year. What a decade. And, uh, and today's show, we're going to talk about the worst trends of the decade, worst correct? trends. And I want to say fads as well. Fads. Trends and fads. All right. I like the sound of that. But you, uh, so I was going to say, before we go any further, do you know what the best thing about my decade was? Tell me. I met you. Oh, ha, that's true. Don't tell uh, my wife, Sarah, that. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you, and then you just said it, like what your best best yeah. part of the, the decade was. What was your best part of your decade? And Not if you that. say having a son, I'm going to get so mad. It was probably- That's all you talk about. Oh, uh, look. Yeah, it probably was that. That was pretty good. <laughs> it's been a pretty- Good decade for me. It started a bit, bit weird, but I think it ended pretty. It was well. all those trends, all those trends. You off. Like, here's some cool stuff that happened to me. Firstly, as has been stated, I had a kid. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. He's he'll be he's six months old now. Uh, I started a recording studio. Wow. I got engaged. Wow. Bought a house. Wow. That's all pretty important. So that's a lot of important life stuff. Growing up. Um, the start of my decade to where I am right now. I was doing. I didn't have a house. I didn't. I you was, were on the street. I was on the street in a cardboard box. Busking but, for uh, burrito change. But yeah, I my I didn't know how to do the things I can do now. I spent the last 10 years getting better as a recording engineer, better mm. as a guitar player. This time 10 years ago, I hadn't played a gig in a very, very long time. And now I have 500 songs that I can play at the drop of a hat. So that's and pretty cool. Also, this year you spent a lot of time on top of Optus Stadium playing yeah, that's, uh, that's Queen cool. Solo ahead of the Fremantle Dockers hometown game. I did games. do that. That was a pretty cool thing. And this this time 10 years ago, I, in my wildest dreams, I would never think I would have that opportunity. So yeah, it's been, a pretty good, it's been a good year. It's been a good decade. So what else has been uh, good for you down this decade? Ooh, got a house, got a wife. Sweet. Bought a bunch of Tazos. <laughs> Bought a bunch of pop That finals. was a fad that Sicko. was great. That was a good one. That was, that was sad. That was the last decade. That was the last millennium. Yeah, that was the last that. millennium. Let's 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 go forward. Let's let's jump forward. Yep. Uh, we've been we've been let's kick it off. We'll do a list. We'll give you a like less than ten list of of yeah. of that sucky <laughs> of things that sucked. Top three this fads decade. of <laughs> top three worst fads. Do you want to do you want to kick it off? Oh uh, no, I think you should start one because you know what mine are. So I don't know what yours are. Don't so you know? I'll, you tell me, and then Can you, you want to guess what my first one is. Uh, is it pop finals? No, no. Well, then I don't know what it is. What is it? Planking. Planking. Yeah. Oh. Original plank. Fuck, we're going back. That was two thousand and eleven. Yes, yep, sir. I, I thought that. I'd start. You know, the start of the decade. Yeah. Did you ever do it? I never did it. Pretty self-explanatory. You just lie down like a plank of wood. Yeah, that was. Um, I forgot all about that. I I remember it probably would have been middle of middle to end, maybe August ish of two thousand and eleven. Mm, I remember it took off it, late twenty eleven. It was featured on the office. There you go. I'm not, on the car park. I'm not up to that season at the moment. Oh really? Yeah, it's um. Mate, you've had a whole decade to watch that. I'm getting there. I'm at season five at the moment, so halfway through season five. But no, I remember like going out and seeing people do it in the streets. And what do you and, mean, like just in the middle yeah, of the road? Yeah, le- legit. I saw people just do it. I saw I was out with a group of people one time, and someone was like, oh, "I'm going to plank," so they did, and then they took a photo of it. And the end. So, yeah, <laughs> the shit trend. Not even it wasn't even for like you know, 
a charity or to raise awareness for anything. It was yeah, just, you don't have um, the ice bucket challenge on the D. Well, spoiler. Oh, ho, ho. don't, don't. Just settle down. Okay. Um, yeah, this was just so, apparently some guy in Adelaide. He Is kind that where of, it came from? Was it a worldwide thing? It was. If it was well, there's, there's been documented cases across the world of like a group of friends in England doing something called... I can't remember what that was called, but you know they were doing something similar in the nineties, and right. But there was apparently um, this dude who claims he invented it um, a few years before it took off. It was just him and mates, and they'd go down to his name's Sam Weckert. Uh huh. Uh, apparently, they'd go to their local pubs and clubs with friends. Instead of dancing, they just lie down on the dance floor. Cool. It started off like you know you, you do the worm, yep. except they just lie there flat and do nothing. Yep. Gotcha. Which that's kind of funny. I c- I could see that being funny. Yeah, it's funny if one person does it. Not when millions of people do it. Yep. So that kind of from there it took off and they made a Facebook page and uh, yeah. the rest is, is history. History, yeah. Well, until you literally have to be reminded of it nine years later. Yeah. I've got to say though, it's pretty, uh, what does is sad about it is that there's a guy in Brisbane who died doing it. Hmm. Um, sort of at like the peak of its popularity. What did he do? How did he die? Um, he was trying to position himself on a balcony seven stories up in uh, a Brisbane apartment. Oh, yeah. He lost his footing. Like, no one deserves to die for being stupid, but sometimes, like, that is an avoidable death. Like, you can be, you can do something funny without, like, legitimately risking your life. Yeah, so, you know, that was a bit of a um, sad, sad end to that. I don't like it one bit. Um, What's yeah. it? Go on. Hit me. You're- oh, you want one of mine? Yep. Let me just re- refresh my list, because I don't actually remember what it was. Oh, my God. Um, You've had a whole decade to get ready for this. Had a whole decade to think about it. All right, let's come out of the gate with a big one. Go for it. Let's go with binge watching. As in, you don't like binge watching? Look, I'm a binge watcher from way back. I I started getting TV shows, maybe not in a particularly legal way, in the mid 2000s, early mid 2000s. What a hacker! And uh, and I was binge watching Scrubs, like on for basically that's my my 2005 was watching that 70s show. And scrubs, and that was it. I didn't do anything else. I was at uni, but like I just literally did those things exclusively. But binge watching as a concept is something I kind of don't like so much anymore. It's really taken off with Netflix it, and Stan and Disney Plus, and yeah, it's become like a buzzword. Yeah, I like I like watching. I think we've talked about this before. I probably, if you want to compare TV shows and movies, I do enjoy watching TV shows more because I enjoy getting into a like a world a little bit more than I do mm. like an hour and a half two hour movie. Sometimes you watch series that when they finish, it's like you kind of have to watch it immediately. It does feel like it's only a movie. It's like the end of... Stranger Things did it, like as an example, where you get to the end of the episode and it was like, cool, this is just like the end of the chapter and you sort of just need to immediately watch the next episode. Yeah. They put a cliffhanger in it and it's just like... Every time. Yeah, every time. Whereas like I'm, so I'm watching The Office at the moment and you finish an episode of The Office and you're like, I'm going to go to bed. Yep, cool. We'll watch it again tomorrow. Like you can just pick up anywhere. Well, that's that's different in that I guess you have the option though to binge that. But with that said, um, when that was airing, that wasn't an option. You couldn't binge watch The Office back when it was first airing in the early two thousands. And there's something like with Game of Thrones, despite how that crashed and burned, as some might say, in the end, there was something about every week that people talking about it and making theories and getting excited and planning and. Whereas with binge watching, it's almost like you if you can't watch it the first week, you just kind of have to be, yeah. you have to accept the fact things are going to get spoiled. And-, and literally compare that, like what you just said, like Game of Thrones there, mm-hmm. where every week you're theorizing 
to Stranger Things, which comes out, and then everyone's watched it within the first like three days. Yeah. Or like any Netflix show, realistically, that's yeah. made for that that platform. If you don't watch it in the first week, as you say, you're spoiled and you're not going to catch up. You mm. kind of have to be like on that. And every other week, there's a new show. Like Russian Doll came out and everyone watched that for like a week. Glow comes out, everyone watches that for a week. And yeah. then they get over it. It's like the staying power of it just doesn't exist because it's like such a short burst, like massive transient of interest mm. and then it goes away. Whereas like if you've got 22 episodes over 22 weeks, there's engagement for a little bit longer. And that's also like, all right, your show goes from February to June and then you have five months off and you get more episodes. But when you binge something, you finish it in like a day and then you wait a year and a half yeah. for the next season. And it's made to be like that as well. That's that's also my problem is like the storytelling of it well, is, that- is made to be like watched in essentially one sitting like that's how you can watch a lot of that Mm. stuff it's not to watch it a bit at a time and i think that's a nice thing about tv is like you get invested in a world and you you want it to take time but isn't that couldn't you compare binge watching something like stranger things to in the 90s reading harry potter in one go because everyone's so excited and wants to read it is it a similar thing to that i don't know well i guess like they are a little bit different because harry potter is is one story like it like a book is I would think of that as being like one enormous movie. But now they call, Netflix calls certain things chapters, right? Certain episodes like chapter one, chapter two, as opposed to... Oh, yeah, I guess so. So maybe they're trying to flip the switch. Yeah, maybe. I guess I just, I I still watch these shows, but I think it's like, it's a shame that... It's kind of like cheapening the experience. Yeah, this decade has been People want it now. They want it now. Yeah. And they don't, you know, if people have to wait, they get... The Mandalorian, that's showing week by week. Yeah, and there's I keep hearing about every I don't really give a fuck about Star Wars, so I'm not watching it. But like, it is nice because you uh, people are getting excited about it, and they'll have they I think they appreciate it more because it's like yeah they get to enjoy it over a longer period of time. Exactly. So that's that's my problem with binge watching. I still do it, but I try and reduce it because I get more enjoyment out of it. Because like yeah, once a show like that's done, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I also don't really have the. Like, I've got no desire to go back and rewatch any of those shows. Yeah, no, because it was almost like a chore. Yeah. Sitting down and watching that it was, was a day of your life. You've got to, like, work on it. Yeah. Um, I, I have a list of, like, I'm not I'm not kidding you. If you saw this list on my laptop of, like, 100 shows and where I'm at with each of them and what platform they're on. And, yep. and to me, some shows are great and I forget about that list. But a lot of the time I'm just thinking, all right, up to date here, up to date here, cross that off, move this, cross yeah, that off. Yeah, you shouldn't have a list of the things you need to watch. That sounds like But otherwise, work. how will I... If I don't watch, say, I don't know, The Flash for two years and I go back to watch it, how am I going to know what episode I was at? Yeah, that's tell true. Tell me that, sir. Well, if you're watching The Flash on like Stan or something like that, then it'll tell you. But if you've... You can pick it up usually from where you stopped. But... Ooh. Or Netflix. I'm watching it on VHS. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, then just you don't rewind the tape once you finish with it. <laughs> like some kind of sicko. Yeah, exactly. Um, all so right. that's well, my that's watching. my problem with binge watching. Oh, yeah. Well, hit me with one. Well, you kind of took the wind out of my sails in the last my last little segment. That sucks. The ice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. The ice bucket challenge. Oh yeah. So, go on. You see that that was inspired by a gentleman named Pete Fratz, um, who was like a he was a former U.S. college baseball player. Mm-hmm. Um, who sadly passed away a month after a long battle with ALS himself. So the whole reason that came about, which a lot of people know, is to, was to promote ALS um, awareness and raise funds for research and things yeah. like that. But then it just became this trend of people sharing videos of throwing ice on themselves without mentioning that or donating. Yep. And it became this big spectacle that was no longer attached for a lot of people to this cause. So it started off great and then just became this annoying thing yep. that people were 
not even referencing the you know the reasons behind it kind of thing. Yeah, did you do it? I didn't do it. Did you? No. I think did you ever get nominated? Because the whole thing was pour a bucket of water on your yeah. head and then you say I nominate Troy, and you had to do it within twenty four hours. Yeah, two thousand thirteen or two thousand. Uh, it was kind of went viral uh, around July twenty fourteen. Oh, 2014, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't actually remember if I was nominated or not. I don't think so. I don't usually participate in a lot of social media stuff, apart yeah. from like the occasional post. And I would have ignored it if I was nominated because fuck everything. You're better than that. Well, you know what? Actually, he, he didn't ignore it, but um, LeBron James and Weird Al, among other people, nominated Barack Obama, who was the president uh, at the time. Yep. And uh, he declined to do it, uh, instead donating $100. And I was thinking, oh. $100 from the president? Really? <laughs> like, couldn't you just, you know, even like 150 or something, $100? He could have allocated a bunch of money. To research. Yeah, to research, I suppose. But $100. yeah, um, I think the concept is great. One of my favorite guitar players was diagnosed with ALS when he was about like 21 or something like that. A uh, guy named Jason Becker, and he's still in a wheelchair. They gave him something like five years to live, and that was at about 1993. So if you never heard of Jason Becker, go check him out because he's a very inspirational dude. So yeah, in theory, I think it's great to, to promote that research. But mm. as you say, no one did because well, that's think- not really the point. It was just to post something on social media, which I think is, uh, and like just jump on the bandwagon. Exactly. Kind of like the planking thing. So Yeah, 100%. Where, like I said, the planking was useless from the start. It wasn't promoting anything. Yep. It was dangerous, stupid. This started off, and uh, you know, I, I say it was a bad trend, but anything that Ray, it didn't, that I'm aware of, I hope I'm incorrect here, didn't cause any harm. You know what I mean? Like it it raised funds and also awareness, but it just kind of took on a life of its own and became this thing that, yeah, just another useless trend. Yeah, missing the point. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, What's your next one there? My next one. Well, let's... um, I nominate Troy. (laughs) Let's talk about true crime. Oh, I love true... You know what? On the way here, I was listening to the Claremont Serial Killer podcast. I love true crime. Why do you not love true crime? Well, I mean, that's the thing. I don't hate true crime, but it seems to be like true crime and true crime podcasts and people becoming like amateur detectives and trying to solve these cases seems a bit silly to me. And just obsessing about it so much, it's like, it's enjoyable, but it's almost like it's hit saturation point, I think, where everybody's got an opinion and oftentimes you're only- Unlike us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, oftentimes, like depending on what it is that you're like, reading about or trying to understand, like you get, you do get like one side of a story because it's, it's a, if it's a documentary series, like you're making a murderer, they're well researched and they doing the right thing. You'd think, mm. but it's still like, it is one side of the discussion. And then all of a sudden it, it blows up to all anyone can talk about. And then it kind of goes away. Oh, I wouldn't say it goes yeah. away again. Like it does, but that's the like, victims now who are just no better off than they were before. Or it, it almost also, you're right. Um, in what you said there. And also I feel like it uh, feels like it's capitalizing on other people's misery in a lot of ways or, and also glorifying uh, monsters, like real life monsters. Yeah. And it's, there's, a, there's a bit of a disconnect between the reality of the entertainment in air quotes that you're like consuming and the fact that this is real. Yeah. That's the reason I mentioned, I, I'm listening to the Claremont serial killer trial. I'm going to go down and try sit in on a day of that just to kind of see the realities of what it actually is. When, yeah. And at least that might give more context or perspective. And it's probably very around. boring. Well, that, but also, you know, if the families are there and of victims and things like that, I assume if you're there and you experience it in a respectful way. Yeah. That. No, exactly what you're saying. Sorry, I cut you off. But like, that's, we're still treating it like it is purely storytelling, which I mean, certainly that's how the true crime uh, series are are made out to be. But yeah, there's people that get affected by this. It's like, it's not just like watching Game of Thrones, fortunately or unfortunately, like it's just. Yeah. 
Well, the, the best, like you said, the best ones are done by actual investigators and people who are helping the family. Yeah. Like um, Serial did that. And um, there's another one called Culpable, I which investigates a suspicious murder. They said it was a suicide, but there's more to it. Um, so that reporter's helping that family kind of investigate that. And yep. So there's certain, definitely times when it's valid, but then there's, you just see things popping up where you're like, hmm, are you just trying to cash in on the trends? and Yeah. But things like that. I think to me, it's it's been a very big thing this decade. Like, it's not that you didn't see it beforehand. Like, you've always had yeah, these shows that, and though? series. I don't know. I think, like, when did you start listening to podcasts? 20, around Serial. 20, so, the True yeah. Crime got me into podcasts. And that's kind of what I was going to say. It's like, because I got into podcasts maybe 2013 and 2012, something like that. Comedy podcasts? Or? Um, yeah, lots of different stuff, really. I probably listen to a lot of news and politics, I guess, and comedy stuff now. So, I listen to Serial. That was, like, a lot of people's gateway into... Yeah, this medium, which is good. Podcasts There's nothing and true crime, both yeah. both things kind of like it's an easy thing to listen to. I think over a long period of time, as long as the person telling you the story can make it interesting. I suppose well, it sounds like, like Sarah Coning. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It kind of took me a little while to get used to her telling that story, though. I didn't really like it. Really? At first, yeah. She's um, so happy. She's like a kindergarten teacher reading a story yeah. and you're like, oh. Just her cadence too. Like the the way she sort of said those words just was like, Ugh, this feels very like acted by a not actor. But yeah, so true crime, that's my that's my thing for uh, one of my trends of this decade that I think. So wait, just to summarize, why do you not like it? Um, I wasn't listening to anything you just said. Uh, why? To summarize in, se- in six words. Oversaturation. Well, that's. Glorifying monsters. Mm-hmm. That is all. Great. Love it. We should Thanks. do every podcast like that. <laughs> What's your next What's your next point? So my my last one is going to be for the day is uh, what I think is the biggest that sucks thing that we can probably talk about and that is just like generally social media. Yeah. Um well actually which, let's let's look back on what we've been so planking yep th- social media. So well planking uh, ice was bucket challenge, ice bucket challenge media. Yep. Uh, what else? I've already binge watching. Talked about because we talked again about social media spoilers. Yeah, spoilers like that. that sort of thing. Um, true crime, social media. Yeah, again, it's a a problem at this point, and I'm not going to say delete your social media account because it's kind of you know impossible what? at this point. I went through and unfriended about. 300 people last night. <laughs> did you? I did that not too long ago, yeah. I was like, why do I have people from 12 years ago who I met once in a yeah. park? Like, who is this person? Yeah, and it's like, you just don't, like, you travel sometimes, you just add randoms yeah, yeah. to Half my, After touring Europe with my first band, I added all these people, and yeah. now I go on my phone at 10 at night, and there's like half of it is in a language I don't understand, and I'm yeah. like, why am I, why is this a thing? Yeah. But you're right, social, yeah, I think social media is toxic. That yeah, plays into a lot of the things we've speak, spoken about. And as we've and said, like the the whole thing when the, the things you love let you down. Like I love Instagram and I love Twitter. I kind of don't like Facebook very much, but I use all those platforms because they have a use for me. And I wouldn't say I need them, but I use them and they're a big part of my life. Unfortunately, mm. as much as I hate to say that. Yeah, they fucking suck. I mean, honestly, I probably could have put smartphones on the list too. I believe I got my first smartphone in like 2010. Yeah. So that would actually be pretty appropriate for me. Now having instant access to every all that stuff, Mm. that like ruined this decade I think in a lot yeah. of ways so but you now having a son does that give you more perspective on things or like knowing I'm going to be more in the moment and not so worried about the social media and technology and uh, it's, it's hard because like, like he's I'm still... going to make my son an Instagram account no I've never done any of that stuff I, I am not interested in being that type of father and yeah, uh, I think and, you're you know, right social media that's social media is 
been a shit show, an increasingly uh, festive shit show. Rabid, rotten. I'd say there's a like I've I've spoken to a lot of my students because um, I teach a bunch of 16, 17, 18 year olds. Most of them kind of laugh off Facebook because they don't use it. They don't. It's not a part of their life. They've got mm. other like platforms to use. So hopefully that one will die. That would be great. I, I only keep it because I use like Marketplace a fair bit and a lot of people like message me on it. It's like a convenient way of being Is this still available? <laughs> um, you know, actually, sorry, we're kind, of, we're kind of rambling here a bit, but you know the one thing, this, this, this ties a few things together. When people are binge watching, they spend half the time looking at social media. Yeah. Like what is happening? <laughs> like what is going on? Yeah. It's, um, you really don't get the entire... Um, perspective of it, of it yeah. I suppose because like, I do that exactly. so I'm on TV's background noise a lot of the time to my social metering yeah. <laughs> or checking Gumtree yeah. so anyway that's I think that sums up a lot of it um, and I was going to say like I think in some ways it will disappear a little bit it's not going to go my, the MySpace way and completely disappear but mm. I think like anything it finds its place in the world and a lot of things do change decade to decade so you never know. We might find in five years' time we're, we're spending a lot less time on, on the Facebooks and the Instagrams and stuff. Maybe. I don't know. I reckon that the next decade will be less about social media and more about cargo shorts with various patches on them. Oh, I like the sound mm. of that. Going back to 1998. Yes. Uh, and also, don't even think about sharing this episode on social media. Fuck social media. If you're part of the problem, then get off it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've kind of... Um, We've really solved the problems of the past decade. I think that's um, pretty good. I think we can basically sign off on this decade. Do you want me well. to give you a uh, thanks to my uh, colleagues over at the music? I can give you a, an honorable mentions list. Go on. Hoverboards. <laughs> yep. Dumb, stupid thing. Dabbing. Yep. That stupid make your face older app. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, man buns. Get fucked. Do you have one? Well, not really, but I've got long hair, so it's. Yeah. it's yeah. T- tide pods. Oh, yeah. Dumb Kanye-style shutter shades. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harambe. Oh, Harambe. 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 Yeah, okay, yep. Pokemon Go. Uh, yeah. Dabbing. You said dabbing already. Did I? Yep. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Flossing. Uh-huh. Fidget spinners. <laughs> yeah. The mannequin challenge. Yep. Kardashians. Ooh, okay. Yep. Racist old white men running Western countries. Uh, I mean... That doesn't really, really apply yeah, to this, this decade. decade. It's more of like a, 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 a yeah, history <laughs> date sort of thing. Yep. Uh, Justin Bieber's Rise and Fall and Resurrection. Uh, this, is, this is kind of getting derailed a bit. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll leave you with a strong one. Go on. The only thing that you need to worry about, uh-huh. Coney 2012. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yep. What a way to end our uh, final episode of the decade. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next year. Thank you so much. If you like what you hear, then please like it on the uh, Spotify, Spotify, iTunes. Apple Podcast, That Sucks, a Handshake Media podcast. And uh, over the break, while you're waiting for more juicy content from That Sucks, Mm. check out the other podcasts on the network. The Green Room, Two Truths and a Lie, Matter of Faction. Yep. Listen to all of those. Until then, my name is Troy Nababan. I'm Troy Nababan on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Dan Crib. Find me on LinkedIn. Don't even think about trying to track me down. On and if you're uh, at Guzman Gomez, Mount Lawley, you might run into a say good day. Give us a high five. And, and we'll s- walk. see you next time. Peace. See you later. Hashtag Coney 2012. Almost an unbelievable